Welcome to episode 16 of the Retrospectacle Podcast on the Drink 5 Network. Tonight, Tuesday, April 5th, 2016, we're going to be talking about cord cutting and cable alternatives. So you mean like if you can't cut a cable, the kinds of cords you can cut? Sure. <laughs> We're going to be talking about wire cutters, different things to cut. Umbilical cords? Scissors. Yeah. I was actually worried uh, that I would look up cord cutting and find a bunch of pictures of umbilical cords. I think that you're safe. <laughs> Does rope count as a cord? Uh, <laughs> Paracord. We have to do a podcast on cords to find out <laughs> all the different kinds of cords that there are out there. <laughs> cords that stay in one piece. Well, it is a good day today. It's a great day for a beer. How about that? So, it is the uh, Retrospectacle Podcast. We are here on the Drink 5 Network. Tonight is going to be the cord cutting guide, the cable alternatives. Uh, so, we'll talk about, you know, everything that goes into that, how to do that, what your options are. Um, but first, as always, I am joined by Dave. Dave, say hi to everybody, would you? Hello. All right. And Mike <laughs> Moserino is here with us. Mike has joined us many times before. You joined us for a retro spectacle last year. You joined us for football podcast before. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right, Good guys. On. I and feel we, like I feel like we might pronounce his name incorrectly all the time. Is that correct? Every time. It's pronounced wrong. Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Is it Moserino? <laughs> is it Moserino? It's Moserino. Yeah, see, Moserino. Moserino. All right. Okay. So I've only so known not, you for years. It's okay. A long oh, it's right. you, you got it. <laughs> got it. It's me. It's okay. Yeah, Jason, you got no excuse. All right, Mazzarino, what are you drinking? Uh, we are drinking uh, some beer I smuggled back from Florida, and this is from... Uh, oh, you got it through border and everything? Oh, through border. I Across mean, the Georgia border? There was four borders. <laughs> uh, so Florida Beer Company, and it's a Swamp Ape, double IPA. Very nice. Because Swamp Ass was already taken. I've had that beer. Swamp Ass, yeah, it wasn't so good. It swamp actually Ape. wasn't. I'm, I'm hoping for better things. <laughs> so in front of me, I do have a Highlight India Pale Ale aged on white oak. However, I haven't opened it yet. I am drinking an Emmett's Double Talk Double India Pale Ale. You know me. I love my double IPAs. Um, saw this one on the way out as we were at Emmett's Brew Pub the other day, and I just had to pick it up. So I had I was, no idea this started just bottling beers over there. You know, I'm pretty sure now that I see the bottle that I've seen this at you know the major liquor stores around here and at stuff. least in the past year or two they started putting it into like Benny's and stuff in the chicago area um but i don't think there was a couple years ago any any of that anywhere yeah but this beer is excellent and i'm amazed that there was no mention of it at the bar like we were at the bar for a couple hours there was no mention whatsoever of they were this keeping beer. a secret from you they certainly did but they <laughs> couldn't keep it forever and dave are you are you drinking the florida swamp beer too uh yes and it's also a double ipa all right well, we have many beers to uh, sample throughout the night, so we will, you know, check in periodically. It tastes good, but it's kind of swampy. what everybody's drinking. Swampy. Just a little swampy. Swampy. It's a water. It's the swamp water? The swamp it's made water. swamp water. Mm-hmm. Is the water not good in Florida? No, it's swampy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the term cord cutting has been uh, thrown around for several years right now. Um, a lot of people are kind of interested in saving money from their... Always rising cable bills. Um, and some people really never, uh, mostly young people, never went in for a traditional like media package in the first place. I think, I know, I, I'm one of the exceptions. 
in terms of I grew up without cable. We never had cable in my house when yeah, I grew up. I can't imagine having <clears throat> not had cable in the 90s, my friend. That is essentially everyone's reaction. <laughs> well, when I was young, I didn't have cable either. Okay, when did you did you get cable when you moved out or um, No, like I mean, I guess uh high school. In high school, okay. Before then, I mean, my dad never let me watch TV. It was always get the hell outside. Sure, and you know, that benefits you anyways. It does. Um but it's kind of a different culture now, I think. It is. Almost. It feel, you, you sort of left out if you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. on TV now. That wasn't the case 20 years ago, really. Um, so cutting the cord essentially means then that you are going to partially or completely replace your regular TV watching with alternate sources. So alternate sources, Netflix, Hulu, stuff you guys have heard of before. Just not subscribing to Comcast or Time Warner or... Direct TV or anything like that. So you're still stuffing your face with media content. You're just not getting it from the big guys. Naturally, yes. <laughs> you're just finding an alternative source. Right. Well, would there be a metaphor for that for like magazines or something? For magazines, so instead of reading like Time magazine, you go and get like Vice or something like that instead. Well, Vice is pretty big now, but but yes, I. I you're I, right. Vice is pretty big now. I got what you're putting down there. I think. But I imagine that their magazine is still really small because I don't know. Nobody reads magazines anymore. Right. <laughs> Tell my employers that. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Well, maybe, you know. I'm sure that there are magazines out there still. Oh, yeah. Trade trade magazines, yeah. Right. All right. So there are tons of combinations, you know, between uh, what you can subscribe to, what you can use to actually watch everything. Because obviously, you know, you're going to have to channel it through something. So anyways, um, a few of the numbers first, just to see if this is actually relevant in society, right? So... According to a study last year, 15% of Americans qualify as cord cutters, meaning they once paid for cable and they no longer do. 24% of everybody doesn't have any kind of cable or satellite TV. So a quarter of everyone, you know, this is applying to you, essentially. Is that in the United States? This is all, yeah, all these numbers are for Americans. Um, Until we talk about how awesome the internet is somewhere else other than America. Uh, So this is also a bigger deal with younger people. 35% 35% of younger people have no sort of uh, cable or satellite TV, um, and a bunch of them are cutting the cord too. So, you know, maybe people in our generation who moved out, got cable, and then realized that they're getting gouged by prices and that um, the bills are just kind of crazy when it comes to the cable companies. They like to make them as confusing as possible, I think. I think the biggest thing for especially the younger generation is it's almost we're so busy and it's we're not watching live TV anymore. It's it's we're recording things to skip commercials or yeah we're recording things because we're not around on a Thursday night. Yeah, sure. the, the biggest uh, cultural shift is probably that, like you were talking about in the 90s, everyone would gather together in a living room to watch a television show or you would be there exactly when it came on because the only other alternative was to record it on VCR or something and, you know, that just wasn't real convenient. So... Uh, nowadays, everyone's watching TV on the train on the way to work or, or watching TV uh, anywhere they can possibly you know, stream it. You really need a top-flight event to draw people to live television now, right? You have to have Game of Thrones. You have to have the NFL to get people to watch live. You have to have the crazy uh, championship game last night. Yeah, The Walking Dead. You have to have huge platforms. Exactly. So they're, you're right when you say that everyone's watching stuff Later on. So what does it matter when you get it if you're not going to watch it right away? 
See, I mean, for me, like Game of Thrones being a big one, uh, yeah, I love to watch it live. Don't get me wrong. But if I don't watch it live, it's not the end of the world. The no, biggest thing for me is sports, live sports, okay. football, basketball. Do you worry about spoilers then? I stay away from social media. So you just avoid social that's, media that's until you me. watch it? I won't even go on So Facebook. you're watching it the next day or two? Yeah. Okay. You're not going to wait till the season's over and then just stream the whole thing. Live sports is different. The temptation there for me for live sports to just check the score. It's too easy. It's, it's too, too easy, easy to accidentally find the score. Yes. Well, you have to watch it. You have to watch it live or else there's no point in even really watching it. Yes. Right. I'll wa- I'll record live hockey games and then watch them, uh, you know, start about 90 minutes into mm-hmm. the game and watch it. And if it's a good game, then people are going to start texting me about the game. Yep. And I'm not going to... That's probably the only reason why people watch these things like they do. In live, big events like that, because they don't want to be the one left out. They want to be the person that's able to participate in the conversation. You hate to be the person who's left out. That's just a human you know, thing. And if, if there's a big, huge thing like the Super Bowl or uh, the Grammys or whatever, if you record it and watch it later, then you can't talk to anybody about it because they've already had those conversations. I feel like if you're on Twitter, you just can't you can't miss anything live. Well, if you're a Twitter user, but yeah, Facebook too. You're I mean, experiencing everything yeah. live, essentially, yeah. when you're a Twitter user. Well, like if you're watching Walking Dead, like just for example, um, last night was the season finale, right? Or Game of Thrones, I'm sure when the season premiere and season finale are, or if there's a particularly eventful episode... Uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on every social media channel, you're not going to be able to tune in at all because people are going to be talking about it. <laughs> Definitely. So it becomes, in this day and, day, it's, it, day and age, it's, it's kind of your fault for, for not having watched it already. So there's, there's a balance to be struck here, essentially, is what we're saying. You, you need to uh, be able to watch things in a timely fashion, yet we don't want to pay out the ass for that, for that luxury. Um, so... Speaking of paying out the ass... Well, nobody wants to pay out of their ass, man. Exactly. Price is the biggest factor for why people don't use cable television, satellite, or even broadband internet. It just sounds uncomfortable. Which actually peaked. I was surprised to learn this. In 2013, it was 70% of U.S. households had broadband internet connection. And now it's down 3%. So they think that we kind of found that spot where the people who don't have it aren't really that interested in getting it. They're not going to be clamoring for it. Uh, and now it's starting to be replaced by people who are just going to have a smartphone. So 13% of Americans have a smartphone with no broadband. So they are connected, they are well connected, yet they don't have any of the traditional sort of uh, way of getting on the internet. Traditional being what we've all used for the last, what, 16 years? Thir- 13%? 13%. It's a you're talking about generation skipping, which always happens, right? Sure. If there's someone who has like an ISDN line for a long time, and then they they skipped all of uh, all of the cable modem and just went uh, directly to whatever comes afterwards. <laughs> um, I'm surprised something hasn't come after cable modems. I've had a cable modem on and off since 1998. You know the reason why? Because it's a very costly infrastructure, I would imagine. Because it continues to get faster in uh, in the way that it is opening up in the United States. So yeah, we're talking but, about the U.S. and like where cable modems used to be at like two megabits per second, and now where like we are, for example, as a household, which is approaching 140 megabits per second. That's uh, it's quite a quite a leap, and I know it's being sort of let go by those networks as opposed to as opposed to figuring out new technology. What's Google Fiber doing in the cities? 
everyone's always craving about Google Fiber. Google Fiber is one of the more pop <clears throat> popular uh, providers now because they're really cheap. Uh, you can get really low speed connections for I think it's three hundred dollars for life. Yeah, it's and it's like ten megabits. So right, that's, that's like that's like what my phone gets because Sprint is a so so network around. Here. <laughs> but ten megabits <laughs> is not enough for anyone who's really you know plugged in. You can't really stream. However, like a standard Comcast business connection is only twenty megabits. Um. So yeah, they do have a bunch of uh, cities, but none of the really big cities. The biggest city it looks like they have it in is maybe San Antonio or Kansas City. Uh, Atlanta Can- too. Kansas City is a pretty connected city for some reason. I can't figure that out. Well, Kansas City is one of the very first cities I think that got uh, Google Fiber. I well, think they were kind of recent. But they're in the middle of everything. There's got to be a method to their madness as far as selecting cities. And what cities they select? Existing infrastructure. Who knows? What well, Google is. just oh, sure. wants to slowly go in and take over the internet infrastructure because then they can take all the information from whoever it is that you know, whose network that that they're using. It's fine. Right, so those those people, right? I think isn't it part of the deal? Like if you get the three hundred dollar for life thing, then they can just monitor everything you do forever. Well, I mean, they're going to. What movie was that? <laughs> the Kingsman with the free SIM chip uh, insert things. Did you guys see that movie? The, the Kingsman, Kingsman is awesome. I have seen the Kingsman. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one yet. Is there a new one yet? No, okay. they're they're making a second one. Fantastic. But yeah, let's, so that's uh, was um, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson inserting the SIM chips into people. It's free internet for life. <laughs> but then he was turning everybody into uh, what little, little war machines. Was continuing the like the trend of the R-rated superhero movies. Yes, please, more please. That was Thank great. You. That was a <laughs> some of those action shots in that that movie were awesome. Speaking of, I saw that on demand uh, on uh, the Xfinity network. Yeah, excellent. Well, you know, there there's a lot that the big networks are doing to kind of keep, you know, the consumers there. So the big question is how much money can you save, right? Because cable bills aren't that cheap. The average cable bill, according to a Yahoo study or a study published on Yahoo, uh, last year, average cable bill hit $99, meaning that's how much you're paying for the TV side of it, 99 bucks a month. So that's a 39% increase since 2010. I don't think that there's been 39% more... Uh, programming or networks or anything like that it's more you know the price of business has gotten much more expensive so the cable guys are kind of you know everyone's feeling it they're kind of gouging us so the average broadband bill 47 dollars a month for time warner customers uh for a a faster connection like the google fiber is 70 a month uh the high speed uh connection that we pay for is around 70 a month as well um it's it's much higher than that. Is that it? Well, I was I was sorry. I was shaking my head over here while I was pouring a beer, and I may have poured too much, but that's that's because I'm, I don't know. I re- <laughs> I, I really want to drink that beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, no. What I was gonna say is just this. So, um, like for example, we have a package deal, right, with Comcast. Sure. So well, Some money. So for us, the uh, the whole deal with the cable and the internet costs a certain amount of money. But that package deal is always going to be cheaper because you're buying both together. Um, for what we have, which is technically, uh, I think it's 105 megabits per second, um, I, I looked it up once. Uh, to actually purchase that just by itself costs, I think, 120 to $140 a month. 
So uh, the problem is with Comcast and those other places, if you want to get a really fast connection, you have to bundle it because they're making it so if you don't bundle it with their other services, it's you're going to pay expensive. so much more money that why would you even buy that by itself? Wow. I can't wait till we get access to more competitors because Google is the only high-speed option in the whole area yeah. that we live in. I mean, I got to say, well, though. Well, it's not an option right now, but hopefully soon. For you. Well, you have fiber here? No, we don't have fiber. Oh. I'm saying the the Comcast uh, high-speed stuff yeah. is the only high-speed internet option yes. around here. Well, yeah, Comcast is far better than everything else here in the Chicagoland area that I've ever used. And they're great. Um, and they've, they're fantastic. You know, I, but, but it doesn't mean that, uh, that that has to be connected to TV and media. And that's, I guess, kind of what we're talking about here, right? So the problem is with our uh, package, for example, if we were, if we were to eliminate the, the cable, we would end up paying $100 plus for internet. Right. So that yeah, that, that's that's probably more than we would want to pay too. Right. But um, we'll, we'll chat further about that. Sure. So you know, essentially, what you're looking at for the average bill for high speed internet for cable is 150 dollars a month. That's kind of the number we'll work off of uh, later on in the show. Okay. Um, the other thing, and we're talking about broadband speeds. Google Fiber is a very good speed, but it's obviously only in a handful of cities at the moment. Or are you talking about internet and TV for 150? Internet and TV for 150, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but you know, I just wanted to point out that the broadband performance of this country is, is far behind the rest of the world, and it's a shame. But what are you going to do? And I'm not going to be the one to build more infrastructure. I have tears right here coming down off my face, dripping onto the keyboard. Be careful. You don't <laughs> want it to spill too badly. No, he's totally right. Uh, places like uh, what Korea and other places like that have have uh, much cheaper, if not free, and huge amounts of bandwidth. Right. But, I don't know. They're the cheapest and the fastest. I mean, when you, when you talk about the United States as a whole, a lot of different areas have different uh, different kinds of uh, internet. Access. Right. You're not going to, you know, it's very expensive to hook up the last mile, as they call it, to a lot of rural places. Right. And since we're such a big, huge place, I mean, there there's some issues there. Yeah. So, first, let's look at the options for content. Um, because if you're not going to have anything interesting to watch, then what the hell is the point in setting all this up in the first place, right? So we'll start with the king of streaming right now, which is Netflix. I'm sure we all have a Netflix account. We all probably watch Netflix on a regular basis at this point. Um, the cost of Netflix, pretty reasonable. 8 bucks, 10 bucks, and 12 bucks for their three different tiers uh, that they have. So the $10 level is kind of the standard level. You get the HD service, and you get two streams at the same time, meaning... The, the spirit of that is that kind of you have, uh, you know, somebody watching in their bedroom, somebody watching in the front room using the two streams at once. Front room. Keeping like it that. in the same household. Um, obviously, we all know someone who shares a Netflix password or something like that. Um, but that's not, that's here, neither here nor there for this discussion, essentially. You know, there's this huge community, like Underground, apparently, which is constantly giving out um, all of these passwords for, for Netflix for, like, a couple cents. Right, like, hackers will steal your password and then sell them for just a couple, you know, for, like, nothing. Yeah, they'll sell them for, like, five, ten cents, and then there's... And compile, like, a ton of them. There's hundreds of thousands of people going out there and, and like, spending ten cents on PayPal to get a Netflix password. We'll have another, um, we'll have another episode, maybe, about the dark web and bitcoins and all the fun things you can buy. It's illegal. Why sure. Not? <laughs> 
So Netflix, obviously the most well-known, 75 million subscribers right now. And speaking of sharing passwords, two-thirds of those subscribers share their account with at least one other person. So Netflix knows what's going on. They don't condone it specifically, um, but that's kind of why they offer the different tiers to allow the different network, uh, the different numbers of connections. So last year, Netflix made 450 hours of original content, 16 original series. They're going to make 600 hours this year. Um, I watched at least 10 of them. I've seen Daredevil season two so far. Um, what are some of you guys' favorite Netflix shows that are the original Netflix shows? Because I'm sure we've all seen a couple at least. Daredevil's a good one. Uh, Orange and uh, Orange is the New Black is one. Uh, Girlfriend and I watch. It's yeah. really good. Have you gone through all the seasons? Yeah, we're, we're all caught up. Wow. Did you know that? So they're starting season four. You know that it's renewed for five, six, and seven as well? Unreal. Well, that I'm show's going to go forever. Not surprised. I now mean, you have to watch it forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I know uh, a lot of my friends are fans of House of Cards. I just couldn't get into it. But I know Netflix, I feel like everything Netflix has brought to the table has been, you know, an A-game. Like, you know, that Daredevil, was, Daredevil's great. That was totally true until this recent generation of uh, Netflix originals, which I don't like at all. There's just a whole bunch of them that are not very good. Bloodline See, was only so-so, in my opinion. And that was before even this, like... This particular year and uh, the last half of last year, they brought a ton of original content that really wasn't, just wasn't really for anybody. Got well, last bad reviews. Year's, last year's new shows, Bloodline was the first one. Daredevil was the second, uh, season one of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. After that was Sense8. Dave, you saw a little bit of Sense8. Is that one of the ones that falls in the not so good category? Well, it's made by the Wachowski brother and sister, who are now a sister and sister, who sister were previously sister. brother and brother, which is a very, uh, <laughs> which is a very You're strange. You're gonna talk yourself into a circle. Did you know that the that the other one is now uh, gone uh, uh, to to the other side? <laughs> yeah, it's no. one of those things where if you get one for one of your kids, you always have to get one for the other kid. I don't know. It's like they they started they started writing the Matrix and then slowly slipped into it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> anyway. Those those guys, uh, they, they did a good job, but it's a little off the wall and there's too many characters. So I started watching it, uh, but I did not finish it. Uh, but that's not to say it's not a bad show. It's just all of their stuff lately has been... It couldn't keep your, your attention. Well, none of you guys watched it, right? I did not. I did not. Well, the sh- you know, it was The show with this is... Uh, what was the comedy that came out on Netflix? Uh, uh, Aziz, uh, Master of None. Master of None. I watched all of that. Yeah. Um, and so... it was okay. Last year, they also had Narcos, which I really enjoyed, uh, which apparently has been renewed. I'm interested to know how they're going to do a season two on that, but I'll watch it. Why the hell not? And they also had Jessica Jones at the end of the year, so um, that's part of their Marvel uh, universe that they're doing. They're doing uh, four shows and then a Defender series on Netflix, and then who knows what's going to come after that. Obviously, with the success that they've had, they're probably going to keep churning out seasons of the existing shows, and then... um, I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. Huh. Um, and there was one other show that they came, that came out with last year that I really liked. It's called With Bob and David. It's basically uh, a new season, a new couple of episodes of Mr. Show with Bob and David, um, which is a show with Bob Odenkirk, our good buddy Saul, and David Cross. And it's a sketch show. Um, and it was really good. But yeah, I totally agree, Dave. Stuff like Fuller House, um, stuff like The Wet Hot American Summer... I'm not into that at all, but you know what? 
the fact that they're churning out content that is very popular means that I'm still going to get the stuff that I like, the more prestige shows like Marco Polo. So I, I you know, and all the Marvel stuff, I, I don't I don't really worry that they're churning out, you know, not everything that I like. Well, I'm picky in some respects. When when they when they become a bigger production house, that means that they also have to turn out a lot of things and genres that that I'm not interested in. So um, Fuller House is one, but it's just a bad show, regardless of whether or not you like the genre, which yeah. I don't know what that genre is anyway. Um, they made nineties. They have like sitcoms. a science fiction werewolf show, which is not very good. But I mean, I guess it plays to those people. Another reason for them to get Netflix, right? Every network is like that. I mean, every network you're gonna like a show or two. But that's or, why I'm yep. saying that because yeah. Netflix didn't used to be like this. Now they're slowly transferring from being uh, someone who has an occasional show, which is awesome, to regular network that occasionally has a good show. And I, I think I, they have it a little more than occasionally. They're hitting at a much better rate than like ABC well, this, in my book, anyway. This just started. Where they're having, you know, a lot of shows that are original per year as opposed sure. to a couple. 2015 was like the first huge push, I would say. There was only maybe a dozen shows before that. Well, the problem with any network then is going to be, um, you know, I've worked in a lot of companies, right? There's not always enough good people to go around to manage the things. You probably have three or four good people that you work with, but, you know, you can't put them on all the projects. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think sometimes you just gotta appeal to a wider audience. Some people aren't gonna like the. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Put Steve on it because Steve is yeah, a little. St- uh, Steve's a little loopy. He can handle a Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> For some reason, it's still his favorite, and he's 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so someone at Netflix who's consulting with them is like, uh, you know what you have to do? You have to come up with shows that aren't good too. you know i mean that's kind of a thing probably it is a thing it's filler it's because people watch netflix and they're like i don't know what to press i can't just scan the channels i have to pick a documentary like i don't want to do that yeah you have to pick something that's the one thing i think that the food people have to get used to mind of a chef i really like mind of a chef it's awesome yep a lot of the stuff on netflix is of course from other networks it's not only netflix things pbs yeah, Mind of a Chef yeah. was from PBS. I loved the first season with David Chang. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Season two, not so good. Season three. David Chang of Deltron fame. Yep. <laughs> so, so Netflix, right, growing huge, still has good shows, but then it also has some things that aren't so great. Yeah, lots of documentaries. They've done tons of those. Most famously recently was the Making a Murder documentary, which became a huge thing uh, for about three weeks, and then everyone forgot about it again. Um, everyone was a lawyer. Everyone was a lawyer for a little yes. while. For a little while. That's the great thing about Netflix shows. They well, they come out all at one time, and then it's like... Psh, right. Here's, Everyone... your, here's your couple weeks, and then after that, if you haven't already talked about it with someone, like we said before, this is kind of like live TV on blast over a period of a couple weeks. Hey, good thing there's fresh content every month. No, that's awesome. Some I, months are like, yeah, we didn't strike a chord there. It's like having the Grammys for happen, two weeks. Which yeah. is good, but I, I, I don't like getting them all at once. Personally, I won't watch them like that anymore. Yeah. Well, I think you're one of few. Probably. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I made almost sure the anticipation, like, the really week. good stuff. I want to savor it for a day. I watch Daredevil like around one a day. I wouldn't watch two in a row. 
just to make sure that like I didn't forget what happened. Yeah, but you're saying two in a day, and the fact is you can watch for a week and watch seven episodes, which you can't do in any other kind of sure. installation and of and TV. And it's not really a, a straight-up comparison. You're right. But I've, I've watched plenty of shows like six in a row, and I think it's awesome. It is it is fun to do that. I, if I Game of Thrones you. is on Netflix and just got dropped, how how quick would you watch it? I don't. It's it just you can't you can't sit in a chair or, or or lay in your bed and watch you know four different TV shows from start to finish on Netflix without putting yourself in danger of real uh, injury <laughs> and being put in the hospital. And all those people that have done that at the beginning of Netflix, they're now not with us anymore. So now we don't have to they're worry. We don't have to worry about those kinds of people. Streaming casualties. I don't know. I think if they've Game been of Thro- streamed out, I think is what they're called. Streamed out. Oh. If Game of Thrones got dropped on me at like midnight on a Sunday, you, you would call off work bet on Monday. Your ass. Monday, I'm off and I'm done with Game of Thrones by two in the afternoon. Really, really, if they dropped it at midnight on Sunday, you're watching it all day Sunday. But that's what they want. Because we watch ten hours of football in a day. Oh, I guess midnight <laughs> on Monday. Just sit down Better at example. okay. Just sit down at <laughs> noon and go for it. Well, because they're playing dominoes. This is the best kind of thing you could possibly do, in my opinion. Because if you watch a TV, sh- if you watch an episode and you don't necessarily like it, but you're kind of intrigued, you'll still watch another one. Mm-hmm. But if you watch an episode on network TV and the next one comes up the week later and you're not that interested, you're probably never going to watch it again. You've got something else to do. Yeah. But it's like it automatically plays the next one before you can even say yes or no. I'm like, all right. It's a great strategy for Netflix to do that. It really is. It keeps you sucked in. And then you remember, you know, well, I didn't watch Netflix much this month, but remember that time I got so sucked in and watched 12 hours of West Wing? No, people don't even think about that. People say, like, like, I'm going to have Netflix as a base, right? And then, like, everything else if I want it. But I think... Um, well, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people who subscribe to cable and satellite TV make it Netflix as an addition. But yeah, we're, we're talking about if we're on the, the table of cord cutting, right? The, yes. Cord, for cord cutting, definitely. Netflix almost, is your base. Almost everyone I know has that because yes. they're like, it's Netflix, I have to have it. Now, yeah. some people have lately been complaining that they think that they're taking away movies and not bringing enough stuff in, etc. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I have noticed that like, as far as where I used to think there's a lot of movies on this that I haven't seen. Now I don't think that anymore. I go through and I'm like, I've seen everything. But maybe that's my fault for being a Netflix customer for five or six years. Now that, that you've seen it all. Maybe they haven't turned it over enough. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's. I'm sure it's tough logistically for them. But when I scroll through, I'm like, I don't really want to watch anything. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of an issue. That's what me. happens. I, I think a lot of people run across that with Netflix. I do, certainly. Um, that's why I like, there's a lot of stand-up comedy specials on Netflix. A lot of ones that are exclusive to Netflix. So, you know, that's what I end up turning to when I run out of ideas of shows or movies to watch. But yes, I think you are definitely right on when you say that they are uh, removing some of their library. um, You know, probably to focus on all the original content. Because they have done well. Uh, House of Cards has won awards uh, for, you know, being awesome. Uh, I think Golden Globes. I'm not sure uh, if they've won an Emmy, but I know that Kevin Spacey was nominated for an Emmy. Um, so, you know, they're attracting more legitimate talent. They're creating more top not- top-notch television. So Netflix is a must-have, I think, in any of the cord-cutting setups. Um, for the most part. It depends, you know, you may have very specific wants that, don't really overlap with Netflix at all, but I don't. I don't really see that happening. Let's be honest. I don't think anyone's arguing with you about Netflix. Okay, so uh, onto Hulu. So Hulu, you can get for eight bucks a month or twelve. Eight bucks a month comes with commercials. 
12 uh, comes with no commercials. And that's a brand new thing that they just released a couple months ago. Um, I can tell you from experience now that the commercial-free version is much better. I guess, you know, that's a no-brainer, right? Well, if you don't like commercials, then there's, there's no... <laughs> but, but you do have to pay an extra $4 a month, which comes out to... Uh, $36 a year. No. 48 48 $48 a year. Thank you, Mr. Which, Mike. Which which I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, okay, so... So it's great that they have the. I want it to be three dollars a year. The option, it's like uh, games Zero on your phone, where you can play the free one for nothing, or you can pay a dollar for the one without ads. So if if you don't want the obstruction, you can pay the money. That's great. They're producing their own original content as well. Right. Uh, you and I actually just finished watching one of their newest shows, Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, which is a Stephen King novel adaptation. Um, you know, I, I really liked it. They had James Franco. They had, um, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name now. But they had a bunch of, like, well-known actors, not just uh, random, you know, people. Hulu has to, I think, to, to try to compete now, right? Because all the networks and the other big channels like Netflix are bringing in big actors. So Hulu has to do that or else they're going to kind of start the doggy paddle. Yeah, and Hulu has sort of uh, picked up on this continuation thing. So, um Shows that get canceled, they are interested um, in picking them up. So they did pick up uh, the Mindy Project uh, because it got canceled and everybody was upset about that. So they went ahead and picked it up and said, hey, here we I go. Wasn't. I wasn't upset about that either. I don't think that anyone in this room was upset about it. <laughs> I wasn't pointing my finger at any of you, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, they don't have nearly as much of the... Uh, of the original content. They have a bunch of comedies that I've never even heard of. They do have a lot of original content. Uh, like my girlfriend, Jessica watches a whole bunch of it. Um, and they've had a bunch of, of little shows and a bunch of cool shorts and a bunch of documentaries. Um, and they do have some big ish actors, like especially in the nerd crowd, right? Like the guy who started an it crowd is, uh, in a show called moon boy, which is really good on Hulu, for example. But in general, I don't watch a whole lot of Hulu. Um, that's why I think the twelve dollars is is kind of unreasonable because if I'm gonna watch a movie, I already probably have it on Netflix or whatever. And um, if I don't have it, then you know I, I'm not sure that it's worth the twelve dollars just to see that movie. Uh, I did love that show, but only because I had a pre-existing subscription to Hulu. Um, and, and and you had read the book, so you were already you know tuned into it well yeah but the only reason that i watch any hulu at all is because my girlfriend has a subscription to hulu so she just turns it on and you're watching it because what because hulu has more of the new shows right like they'll pick up more of the network shows the stuff that's new they're actually the only ones who have south park now you can still watch it on comedycentral.com it's still there now are you sure no. When's South the last Park, time you watched SouthParkStudios.com, they turned it yeah, off. Yeah, they removed like two years ago. When Hulu bought the rights, they took everything down that off the That sounds about Park the right Studios. time. <laughs> yeah. Probably about two if years. If you went back, so. you'd probably find that you can't watch it, yeah. You're right. The, the reason is because I do still have well, cable, and so there would be no reason for me to watch Hulu that's just you know regurgitating uh, the mainstream cable and network TV shows. And it is mostly the mainstream shows, I believe. But they do have a lot of them, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. I guess that's our main draw because Netflix, although they'll get a lot of those shows, will only get them the year after or six months after they air. And that goes to what Mike was saying earlier where you nobody has time to watch their shows every night of the same, you know, at the same time every Wednesday night. So therefore, 
you're watching it later on anyways, Hulu's a great place to go where you can just watch those things the next day, two days later. Netflix isn't going to get stuff the next day. Um, not e- in not in this country. I didn't even know Hulu was like that, where I could watch TV, network TV, a few days after. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, so basically on- the next day it, they're up. And then they're only going to be there for a couple weeks. That's fine. But right. unlike Netflix, they do give you that, that ability to watch it kind of like a, a DVR for a short period of time. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Um, and they've got another one coming up that I'm interested in checking out. It's called The Path. Um, it's got uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad in it. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what how good that one is, bitch. You just like Aaron Paul. Sure. I mean, <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, so bitch. one of the fun things, not fun, whatever. One of the features of Hulu is that you can add Showtime. It could be to fun. It. That's fun. Showtime is fun, fun, right? How much does it cost? Uh, I believe it is like $8 a month, which isn't that bad when you compare it to HBO's price of about $15 a month. But that is a way that you can have a sort of more robust uh, streaming option. Does Showtime have their own streaming option aside from Hulu? or I'm... I don't know if they have their own standalone option like HBO, HBO does. Go. Because what I've noticed is that on almost all of these streaming services, you can add Showtime to it. Yeah, it's eight ninety nine a month to Hulu, and um, it looks like there is like a, uh, a Showtime online, um, so you can do that, I think. But I don't know if they've stretched out to be kind of like you uh, already have to be subscribed somewhere else, like HBO's service and everything else. Yeah, it's like Showtime's always a friend that just wants to tag along. <laughs> like even with cable, like I don't have Showtime. Even though it was, you know, nine bucks to add, and I was like, Well, eh. if you're picking between HBO and Showtime, I think a lot yeah. of people end up picking HBO. Well, there are a lot of good shows on Showtime, too. I think the difference is that they go a little bit more sexual and a little bit more, like, harder edged. Yeah, there's definitely been a bunch of Showtime shows that I liked. I really enjoyed the first couple seasons of Homeland. Wasn't Weeds on Showtime? Weeds was a Showtime show. Yeah, they have The Nick right now. They have. Uh, Currently uh, watching Billions on there, which is. It's all right, but it's got. Uh, Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti. So it's like maybe the show with the best one, two actors in it right now. By the way, I had no idea previously to a couple days ago that Paul Giamatti was the son of like the longtime uh, uh, commissioner of the baseball of the MLB. Um, so he was uh, had a ton of money before like he even entered into acting. Excellent. Did you know that? Um, I feel like I learned that a long time ago. It was but... like Bart A. Giamatti or something who was like a really long time... Uh, uh, commissioner of the Major League Baseball Association. Association. It's not an association, is it? It's the. It's a league. I it's have no league. idea. Your vast knowledge impresses me, Dave. Uh, a. Bartlett Giamatti. Yeah, see? Mm. <laughs> there we go. Anyone whose first name is just an initial. And Paul Giamatti. Has so a lot going on He became them. a great actor, but he was heir to the fortune of this guy who already had tons of money. He had FU money easy. F-U you need money. money to make money. But he was only... Uh, the commissioner for like six months or five months. Sure, but he was in the organization in an executive level in the you know Major League Baseball. Definitely he was. Yeah. So, and he was the president of Yale University. He has so much money. So, it's yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> he was probably living on like a, a hill that's, that's floating above the earth somehow. Because <laughs> fucking magnets, how do they work? It's fucking magic. That's right. All right, so Amazon Prime, another option that you can get. Now, Amazon Prime is more than just a streaming service, obviously. Uh, any of you, have you ever heard of Amazon? I think everyone's heard of Amazon, probably. Um, everyone knows what Amazon Prime is. 
It's free two-day shipping is essentially why you get it. That's what Amazon Prime was introduced as. Uh, and then they sort of threw in the streaming options, right? Well, they have a lot of movies, I think, like uh, some pretty good ones. And that's why a lot of people were using them. And because of their Fire tablets that they came out with, the Kindle Fires were so popular that they needed something to you know, combat like Apple, rent this, Google Play, rent this. But what's Kindle got? You know, what's the Fire tablet got? Nothing. So they created their own Fire operating system for the tablets. And then on that operating system, they put their own app store and they put their own streaming service. Excellent. Um, so the, um, you know, they've got a lot of perks with $100 a year, which is actually cheaper. $100 a year uh, is the price of, is eight twenty five a month. So that's on the lower end of the cost of all of these services. Now, obviously, the amount of, uh, you know, stuff that you have to watch is a lot lower. Like you said, mostly movies, a couple of original series at this point. I think if you have a Hulu or a Netflix, you're, you don't need to have Amazon because there's really nothing of super value there. You don't need to get Amazon Prime just for the streaming. You but would have to have it for you, the shipping. If as you well. order if you do it for any shipping, kind of online shopping, yeah. Amazon Prime is totally worth it. And then the added movie bonus is just—it's there. I mean, I've had Amazon Prime for a year. Have you watched any streaming video? Never touched it. <laughs> I didn't even know it was there until uh, Jenna was like, you know, I, I, I think we get a free audio book. That's what she is interested in. Yeah. Right. And I started looking into it, and I'm like, oh, we get, you know, streamed There's movies. a streaming music service there, through Amazon that you have access to as well. There's a lot of ton, uh, you know, decent movies there, yeah. but... Shows you're not going to get the not the, the brand originals. new releases. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of TV shows. There's stuff to watch though. They do have some of their own shows. Um, it's like chewing on an old Starburst. That's it. <laughs> they Which have... I've been eyeing these Starbursts the whole time. They're all I'm yours, like, buddy. I kind of they're all red. Those well, they're right there on. You know, the I know they're there. the wrong color. I agree. Bad. I don't yeah. know who likes yellow Starburst. Yellow I and love orange are the yellow. best. Yellow are the best. Yeah. Oh my god. Yellow and pink. I guess there's pink in there, but I'm colorblind. They all look red. <laughs> so some of the original stuff that Amazon has done, uh, they have a show called Transparent, which has won several Golden Globes. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor, the father from Arrested Development. If anybody's watched that show, uh, he's the star of the show. Um, and he's the one winning awards. They also did a more serious drama. Have you seen that show? Netflix original. The new seasons, right? What? Arrested Development. Of Arrested Development. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Netflix totally picked up Arrested Development. Uh, were you asking about Transparent, though? Yes. I have not seen Transparent. Have you seen it? I, I think it's one of those highly critically acclaimed shows that nobody really watches. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably right. <laughs> Why is that? It, because it's on Amazon Prime, and like you said, nobody watches you had Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime. You didn't even realize a lot what of people you had. have Amazon Prime, right? Though. So they have they a, shove it down your throat to get Amazon Prime. Yeah, After, but then they're not like, make sure you go watch this. Like yeah. they don't really care. You're already paying for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, they did have a show <laughs> called uh, Man in the High Castle. You know, a serious hour long drama type thing uh, that was based on a Philip K. Dick novel, uh, sort of an alternate history sort of thing. Uh, where the Germans and the Japanese win World War Two, so that was uh, that was an interesting concept, but uh, poorly executed, I would say overall. Um, so the one thing that Amazon does do that surprises me is that they have a ton of pilots. Um, what I've seen them do in the past is have six pilots at once, and they put them all available uh, for everyone to watch, and then you vote on it. So the viewers are going to sort of decide. 
you know, probably not 100% of the decision, but most of it, uh, which show is going to get made into a whole season? Because the, because they can't bear to make the decision themselves. Probably not. So they've had five. <laughs> they've had five pilot seasons so far. The first pilot season they had like almost ten shows. Um, since then, uh, there's a few more. I've watched. I watched one of these. I don't even remember what it was. I think I want to say it was like uh, Dark Minions. I don't know. Supernatural. I, I like Amazon, but they try everything, and when they're not good at it, they stop doing it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're unable to saturate the market the problem is and not the problem necessarily but because they have the amazon fire stick which is putting amazon content front and center the amazon fire kindle the tablet which is putting the content front and center and the amazon website which is putting the content uh let's face it around the corner um i I don't know that they're going to give up anytime soon it seems like their strategy is to just shove it in people's faces with cheap technology um, yeah, it'll be easy for them to do that too. But I don't think that it's going to get any better, really. I think there's going to be a whole generation of people that may unfortunately be raised with really bad television that they'll never be able to talk to anyone else about. <laughs> it could happen. It certainly could happen. I've noticed that um, it's you know I'll watch a show and I think oh it's new and it's a show and like I don't know anyone else who's watching it. Like I watched Black Sails, which was incredible. And I know, like, one other person who watches that show. Dude, Barry McCreary does all the music on that show. It's, it's phenomenal. It's just a Michael Bay joke. There's it explosions, is a little I'm Michael sure. Bay. A little bit. It's like pirates and shit. I think pirates are always cool to watch if you're not doing, like, if you don't have anything else to do. Yeah, there's not much going on. Watch yeah. the pirates kick <laughs> the crap out of each other. And it's a cheap way to have lots of action. But isn't it, it's on, uh, what, what channel is it on? It was on Stars. Okay, so it's one of Star's big original shows, but like Star's isn't a huge network. Correct. And it's not available in any of this. <laughs> yeah, that's the poor thing about Star's, unfortunately. Like, if you have a show that's made on NBC or Fox or whatever, uh, that show can lend their rights to be viewed by any of these different media companies, right? But if you have a show that's on HBO or Showtime or Star's, they're not going to probably give it to anybody. They're going to be stingy with it. Right. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, if you had a premium channel and like the best show on the channel, wouldn't you be stingy? You think you're going to see Game of Thrones in syndication? Well, I thought we were talking about Black Sails. Well, sure. Black Sails. <laughs> even Black Sails. Like, you know, they don't... A lot of those networks don't even syndicate all those big shows. Right. Well, Stars had... I think they had uh, Spartacus, which was their big program yeah. for the past couple of years. And I didn't watch that personally, but I know a lot of people that liked it. Uh, Party Down was a good one that was on Stars. I'm sure there's been some Party other Down ones. was pretty popular. I really liked uh, Boss, uh, Magic City. Um, so there you go. They they have content that's pretty sure, good. Sure. But that's all they do is just provide a little bit of content to uh, cable. But their big brother uh, is obviously HBO. So HBO offers HBO Now, which is fifteen dollars a month. HBO has by far the largest catalog of original material out of all of these uh, networks that we're talking about. But then again, it has the smallest total number of titles available. Um, since they only offer what HBO has made, uh, then that's all you're going to get. And there are a few things generally that aren't uh, available still. Some of the older stuff sometimes won't come up. Like I know for a long time, uh, stuff like Mr. Show and uh, Flight of the Concords and Tenacious D were not available. And those were all things that originally aired on HBO. But those are little indie kind of things. Yeah, but those are three shows that I, you know, 
I, I, they're on there now. Those are you know all shows. That well, you I like think, them, I like them, but yeah. they're not major blockbusters because they're they appeal to small audiences. Of course, of course. I got a flight of the Concords through United United's Entertainment app. Which is free on any United flight. I was able to watch Flight of the Concords. Oh, that's awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> so New Zealand and United Airlines pairing up once again. There we go. Awesome. That's Here. a great deal. If you were to fly all the way to New Zealand, you could watch the entire series. Did you watch Probably. the series? Is that the first time you saw it? No, I've seen it before. It's just it was on there. I watched an episode. Then I started watching The Martian. I've seen it once. <laughs> I haven't I haven't rewatched that one yet. I the Martian and Star either. Wars, I think. Are the ones that it's time to get on. I watched like a half hour on the way to Texas. I started it on the way back and just fell asleep. So well, the whole flight. Well, movies are weird on, on planes. Like I saw Ant-Man on a plane and I felt like I was really small. Ant-Man felt like you were in Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many ants on this damn plane. Um, so um, if, if you have been an HBO subscriber uh, in the past, then you're probably familiar with HBO Go, which is their internet place to go stream all their stuff hbo now is essentially the same thing from what i can tell um it's just that you can get hbo now without having an account with anything else you can just get it as a standalone now um which is fantastic so if you're only into game of thrones or something like that you can subscribe from april through june and then cancel it if you really wanted to um so you know if you want to pay 45 dollars for the season that you know that's what you're doing or you could you could you know buy the dvd yeah, you could buy the DVD. You could subscribe in July and watch the whole thing in one month. Um, so, you you know, you have a lot of options with these sort of things. Uh, HBO you may want to get as a targeted thing, or it may be that you just like HBO's content. You know, every month or two they're coming out with new shows, uh, and that's just what you want to stick with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of HBO and of all their shows. Um, I would add this, I would add HBO to almost any cord cutting package that I'm coming up with. So if, if you, so far, if you were uh, cutting the cord from your house, right, yeah. that had cable in it uh, uh, before, uh-huh. w- would you be adding every single one of these networks so far to your cable cord cutting package? Um, I, I fear that I wouldn't save enough money to make it worth the trouble because it's not, this isn't going to be as easy as turning on the TV and picking a channel. It's close to that now, but it's not quite that easy yet. Um, Personally, I would probably go with like Netflix and HBO and probably have Amazon Prime just because I'm going to have Amazon Prime. If you were if you were living by yourself, just yourself and you had to And I'm not sharing anybody's account would nothing you, like that. Would you still order Amazon Prime? Um probably. I love that free 2-day shipping. <laughs> I love that free 2-day shipping. So if you want one nail <laughs> or one like Phillips head screw. <laughs> like, can I order one thirty-five cent Phillips head screw in a certain size? And Amazon says yes, you can. We're sending it. Here's your notification. It'll be there tomorrow. Hey, if you're in Chicago, New York, Baltimore, or LA, you could maybe get things the same day now. And they'll deliver on drones soon. And soon we'll be getting everything on drones, and it'll all be same day. <laughs> in the UK before here, but yes, <laughs> we'll bring back. We'll bring Mike back for when uh, the drones take over. Soon. Uh, that'll be impossible. We'll all be dead. No. It's because of those ones from Kyle. You guys are friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> you program you put us names. on the list. We're and okay. Anti-drone defense. Yes. 
anti-drone defense. I watched a video today of a guy who programmed his drone to avoid obstacles. So he was fencing with it. Yep. <laughs> it was really cool. Trending on Reddit. Yeah, that's really neat. I mean, some of the stuff you're going to be able to do with drones. I mean, that's a whole nother episode. Yes. <laughs> you can train to be a Jedi, for example. <laughs> so a lot of other networks, aside from HBO, have their own streaming sites. Um, but pretty much all of them require that you have a cable or satellite subscription. So FX, ESPN, USA, um, all of those larger cable networks have this stuff available. But you, the only way to get it is to subscribe. It would be silly if you know you paid five bucks a month for every channel on their own streaming services. Um, you can also go to places like iTunes, go to places like Google Play, and pay per title for items. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand new stuff. You can pay for it the next day. I know. I'm you pretty sure you can go that there. on iTunes. I, yep. It depends on what you buy. Yes. I think. Yep. I think don't they have rentals too? Yep. So you can get rentals if you buy things, then it's yours forever. Well, it's generally more like renting a movie and downloading the the TV shows. Like you can download a season of a TV show and then stream it on your Apple TV and have it forever on all your Apple devices. See, I guess it's cheaper to buy like a dollar and fifty cents an episode. But for me, like to pay that for an episode as opposed to depends on what you're watching monthly. Like how if I'm paying ten bucks a month, yeah, for I mean, HBO or say, whatever it is. Say I'm you're like, busy yeah, and you have yeah. OTA cable or not cable, but OTA on your TV, so you can just watch the networks and the in the in the NFL games or whatever. Uh, and all you want is a specific show or two specific shows. If Makes you purchase sense. them separately, you'll probably save money. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, almost definitely over the course of a year. For sure. It just depends how big of a TV watcher you are, I guess. It, it does, yeah. Um, so if you do want some sort of TV uh, with a cord-cutting setup, you can go with Sling TV. Sling TV is a $20 a month service um, that only allows you to stream it on one device at a time. However, what it is is essentially a bunch of cable networks that you're given access to live. So, you know... Um, you run it through an application instead of um, having a sort of set-top box for it. So you can run it on a website. You can run it on a Roku. You can run it on an Apple TV. All those things will run it. It is, I believe, a DirecTV subsidiary. Um, so that's how they get access to all the networks and stuff. What what networks? Any idea of the big ones, at least? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, AMC, CNN, ESPN. Uh, Isn't AMC always the one with DirecTV too? Like DirecTV is about to cancel. It's about to cancel. Blah blah blah. You know they run those things all the time. It's so annoying. Though they do it with NBC. Not with Comcast. <laughs> Not so, well. It was Comcast, on Comcast. Comcast is expensive, but uh, you know. But yeah, Comcast doesn't have contract I disputes. Could, I could talk to my TV. I don't have to deal with customer service. Thankfully, I can talk to my TV. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, with with Sling TV, you get ABC, Adult Swim, A&E, AMC, Cartoon Network. That's awesome. ESPN and ESPN2, Food Network, uh, History Channel, Viceland, IFC, uh, TBS, TNT, Travel Channel, Weather Channel. So it's 20 bucks a month. You get a lot of those. And I do believe that you get access to uh, those companies' streaming sites. So then you can go to the ESPN streaming. You know, you can go to the TNT streaming you can go to AMC streaming. You can watch Better Call Saul right away. That sort of thing. It has been documented that, that audio and, and video quality is pretty poor on that network, however. Um, yes, there are definitely this isn't this isn't a replacement for television. It's an alternative. Being that it's only twenty dollars, it seems 
tailored to someone who's sort of on the go and doesn't mind not having you know a crisp HD picture. Well, you say only $20, is that to say that it's that's... never going to be HD for you? Is it not? Things say HD all quality? the time. They say like I'm streaming in 480p or 720p. It's not it's really not. <laughs> because true. it's it's being compressed yeah. to the point where you can see all the pixels. There might be a delay. Uh, I'm not saying that it's terrible. I'm saying that it's going through growth pains and it's not yeah. as good as anything you could get on you know cable or or one of the stronger networks. Yeah. So there's a lot of add-ons that you can get with uh, Sling TV. You can add HBO. You can add a bunch of uh, international news channels you know a bunch of foreign language channels stuff like that um so it is a very flexible thing but you could run the bill to this up to like 90 bucks a month so you wouldn't want to just get this and add everything to it unless you were literally always on the road and that was the only time you could watch your tv right because that plus cable would then put you way over having actual cable exactly and you still need so you have to have your own internet connection on it Obviously, we're going to suggest that you would have a broadband connection for this because why else would you want to stream stuff without a full, you know, a full purpose broadband connection? That seems like the main problem, right? So if you're gonna if you're gonna cut the cord and you're going to get some other services instead of cable, then you really need something that uh, is a super fast connection. Because if you don't have a super fast, consistent, stable broadband connection, then you're never going to be able to stream this at the same quality you could via the cable network. Right. So you have to pay a lot of money for that and then choose what services on top of that you want. So Sling's got um, a number of options for how you can view it in terms of what kind of devices you want. They're on all kinds of different devices. Interestingly enough, I had never heard of Sling. I had heard of the Sling box, which has no relation to Sling TV, aside from the fact that they share a name, essentially. Um, So Sling TV uh, had a spat with comcast right so comcast refused to ad- run any of their advertisements on their uh, cable networks so basically uh being someone who's had comcast television for so long i was just never exposed to this at all i never saw an ad for it or anything so what's sling tv this is what i was just describing sling tv is this uh streaming service for these channels where you run it through an application on your, uh, like on a device, on a tablet, or on a Roku, or on an Apple TV, or you run it through their website, and you just stream stuff. Um, and it's supposed to be like just channels. Instead of Netflix, we got to pick something. It's channels. You can surf through the channels, and that's a huge thing. I, I always wanted Netflix to do that. I think one of the coolest things for any of these to do is to to set up some sort of channel surfing mode for you. Where you could pre-program, I, I like these genres, or I like all of these shows. Just give me a channel surfing through it. You don't have to start at any the beginning of the episode. Like I don't care. Well, they would have I just to, want have, to turn it on. They would have to on. have servers playing those for each particular person. Uh, well, which... yes, I, I, it obviously couldn't be a, you know, you just click and you're watching it it would have to load it i suppose like like we have a we have a media pc right and we have a mac mini hooked up in our entertainment center and the mac mini for example you can do that channel surfing uh through a plug-in via uh xbmc which is called something else but it's um it's it's a piece of software you can run you might be going over this in a little bit i'm not sure but it's a piece of software you can run on uh, the computer right to the TV. Yeah. And there's a plugin you can run on there that allows you to basically take all the media that you have uh, and have it create a TV guide for you that you can then see and surf through. 
Because and that would essentially be stuff that you've downloaded. Everything that you have available somehow, either via server remotely or downloaded or locally. Um, but that makes it gives you the experience of of television, uh, and even better than the experience. Like it, it even provides the TV guide, yeah. Where, where it's like making up networks, and then you can change the channel to them. Like, uh, I, it's such a it's such an antiquated thing. So we shouldn't have to deal with that, right? But we do because when we were younger, regardless of whether or not you had cable, you had a television, and your television people surfed through until they found something they wanted. Or they looked at the TV guide and they found something they wanted. That's how we used to watch television because we're from a generation that you know bridges the gap between um, the old and the new. That's but true. people that are born now, uh, 10, 15 years later than us, have never really experienced that. They're like, I want to watch this, so I watch this. That's why they're all the Twitch generation, the YouTube generation. They, they don't, don't even watch TV. They don't watch TV. They only watch programs. Uh Right. Watching TV actually, I think for us means something different. It means sitting down like for an experience because you're not just going to watch one show at one time on the couch. You're going to watch TV, and who knows what's going to happen. The, the thing for <laughs> us is kind of like going back to Game of Thrones. We have like Game of Thrones Sundays where we make where we Game of Thrones meals out of a Game of Thrones cookbook, and <laughs> we're here all day. <laughs> we're a little obsessed, yeah. if you can't tell. But we do the same thing on football Sundays. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, there is very little appointment television anymore. And it's a shame because I don't know, I guess it, it was a more universal thing when there were fewer options. It's only a shame for us because we have an attachment romantically to it from a childhood. A bit, I suppose. But we're always only going to have like that attachment with a few things. We don't have the time or... Maybe the emotional capability to be so attached to so many different shows. There's a lot of good shows and good TV out there, but football season, we love football. Like, you know, if there's something else so on, it's almost, Who cares? it's almost secondary to football. Game of Thrones in a couple of weeks, like everything else on Sunday is secondary. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. What I find interesting is that in, intrinsic need to like have something to gather around. It's kind of like the campfire, like the old, you know, uh, it's uh, like the, the caveman era thing. Like we're, we're not just going to gather around a big fire and hold up our kills, you know, because we're not cavemen <laughs> and we're not from, you know, that the Cro-Magnon era or whatever. Well, we only do that on camping trips. <laughs> but but we want to. We, we, we all want to like gather around and all like yell at something, you know. Ooga, ooga, ooga. Ooga. So this is this is the most uh, the the oldest form of uh, of of like friendship and togetherness and and brotherhood uh, is football. Arr, 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 arr. At least for the last thirty years, <laughs> and it's the same thing for women. You watch a you know a soap opera and, and there's people people that uh, that break up and someone dies and You're then, on oh, a lot of housewives all the time. Oh, Dave. the tears and the laughter, <laughs> the emotions abound. You yeah. know. So we, we get what we want still from these programs, which is fucking great. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so stepping out of the uh, streaming networks that uh, we've been going over, you've got the um, major sport uh, sports leagues that offer streaming options. Major League, pardon me, Major League Baseball, the NHL, and the NBA all offer season passes. They're all between like $85 to $130 a year. Um, one of the nice things about that is that uh, as the years go on, as the year goes on, 
uh, they do get cheaper. So, like, right now you can get the NHL pass for $5 because there's only a week left in the NHL. I don't know how it works with the rest, but with MLB, here's my biggest gripe there. It, this is the biggest gripe I'm sure that everyone has. Lay it on me. The blackout. Yes. So it's, it's like awful. me as a Chicago White Sox fan, like I'm getting MLB package because I want to listen or watch White Sox games. Right. So if I'm not in front of a TV, maybe I'm maybe stuck you're in on traffic, the road. maybe I'm on the road, maybe I'm doing something where I can't watch a White Sox game, but I want to. I go on my phone, it gives me the blackout. And I'm yeah. like, what the, what the hell? So uh, the MLB is going to adjust that a little bit this year, but yeah, right. the, the large... <laughs> The really big uh, downside to all of these is that there are local blackouts. All of the Why? TV networks that run all the games have exclusive contracts with all this stuff. That's why a lot of these other networks don't have anything else online. So, the MLB, I believe, if I read it right, they offer a single team deal. It's 85 bucks a year. If you... Also, th- this is such BS. But if sounds you, like an infomercial. Like first for like a hundred dollars a year, MLB yeah. package. What are they if you want, you? If you want the single league, but if you only want to watch team. one team, and you subscribe to their home network, so if you have Comcast Sportsnet for eighty five dollars, you only then get for to watch their home games. You can watch their home games somewhere else too. <laughs> You're paying for it at home already, but now for eighty five dollars, you can watch it somewhere else too. So I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. The blackout rules the need to be a bunch of BS, and sports is the problem. With I like, I like cutting the cord. The, the NFL, look what they did with Yahoo last year. With the that Yahoo, was pretty neat. With the these, free streaming game, the it free game, it was glitchy. It was questionable at times, but I love the concept. I have like, faith in them that they can get it right the next time. Their problem is they went with Yahoo. Yes, <laughs> yes. The pirated streams were way better than the actual stream. <laughs> yes. If they did. Um, <laughs> if they had Netflix doing this, because they were, in my yeah. opinion, Netflix has the best streaming, uh, like pro, you know, heart, whatever it would be, yeah. software. Uh, Think about Pied Piper. Yes, we need some Pied Piper. Up <laughs> You're talking about the the compression ratio <laughs> and the server uh, architecture. About compression, live. Compression. Well, I actually did an informal test once where. I watched an episode of Jessica Jones, and then I watched an episode of Man in the High Castle. So I compared Netflix with uh, Amazon, and the Netflix show downloaded about half as much data to my computer than the Amazon show did. Yet the Netflix show's uh, picture quality was far better. So I, I think the Netflix has just had better technology at this point. Um, but anyways, you know, the the thing that we want here at Drink 5 is to watch football, right? Yes. So thankfully, all you really need to watch football is an over-the-air antenna, which is rabbit ears or whatever thing you're going to go buy. Don't used get to. fooled. No. Used to anyway. Don't get fooled into <laughs> buying a you get you know, no, you get $100 no, antenna. You get no Monday Night Football because that's, that's the ESPN. Only you don't, you don't get Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football is on CBS. And you don't get Red Zone. Red Zone and Monday Night <laughs> Football are the only things you can't get. Now, now Thursday Night Football is going to be a, a, on some... Thursday Night Football uh, internet content is going to be on Twitter now. And they're going to Don't ask how the hell that's going to work. I have no idea. No, it's the pregame is going to be on Periscope via Twitter. Uh, (laughs) Are are all the pregame announcers going to hold their phones out at arm's length (laughs) and talk into them? Yeah, recording vertical videos. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Really? Uh, Yes. They just just secured that today. But uh, I think the actual internet broadcast. 
I mean, is that are you sure the actual broadcast is still going to be on CBS? And I think that so it's just sponsored by Twitter, so there'll be a Twitter logo somewhere. Well, NBC during the Sunday night games does um, a thing where you can log on and see all kinds of other stuff, other uh, angles. uh, Sometimes they just spotlight a player. So I think that that may be similar to what Twitter is going to be doing, but I have no idea about the details yet. Um, So you can watch Thursday night games on CBS. And I think Fox is trying to work out a deal where they get the rest of the season's Thursday night games. Um, And then you've got all day Sunday, there are no games on cable. And then on Monday, you have to have ESPN. So the only cord cutting option to get ESPN is to have Sling TV. Unfortunately. That's your only option. Um, other than that, maybe your neighbor's got ESPN. You go over there and watch it. <laughs> you have to deal with his wife's cooking. Yeah, you know, not great. So, you know. If they got a Red Zone strictly. If you could just get Red Zone channel? If I could get Red Zone, I'd be okay. Let me ask you, do you have Verizon as a phone provider? No. You can get it in, on Verizon. It's $2 a month just to watch it on your phone. Yeah, but why would you want to watch it on your phone? Well, you could maybe get a Chromecast and then throw it on your TV. It still wouldn't be it wouldn't be a very good signal. Of course it wouldn't be. But it's only five dollars a month on cable. Yeah, it's yeah, only it's only four ninety nine for us when we order it for Comcast. But of course you have to have the rest of Comcast first. Well, you don't. <laughs> you could have the most basic package and still order uh Red Zone. You probably yeah. still need the, the sports package. It's the sports but you don't just order oh, Red it's Zone. In the sports package. You order the sports package, which by the way I've never seen any other channel in the sports package. I've watched a few because I was really bored, but that's about it. I'm like, I don't want hockey six through eight or like, you know, international golf juniors seven. I I don't don't need that channel. Masters this weekend. (laughs) And speaking about like TV perspective, I was telling Dave earlier, like the Masters is one sporting event that you can almost watch more enjoyably on a computer because you can switch. What do they do differently? You could switch between like the featured holes and featured groups of players. Yeah, so if you don't want to see something, to okay. TV or if someone's taking their That's time, kind of what they not. do with the football game on NBC. So I haven't done that yet, where it's like you know, log in now for your live experience, and you see like Better Call Saul on other TV shows doing that. I've too. done that. I've done the the. It's like a watch along thing. So what they do, they just is... want to give you like this is what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, or, you no, know. Yeah. they're giving you like four screens to watch, and you're just immersed. Well, no, that's true. with the sports, that's what they do with like a TV show with Game of Thrones or Saul. It's more like a follow along. Here's some trivia about what's going on. It doesn't provide you with extra real content. Thought I'd look over and see a different scene, well, new that's, perspective. That's fantastic, but <laughs> whoa, not gonna happen. You see the outside of the red yeah. wedding when it's going on. Yeah, look at that. Well, that's the kind of show that I want. I've talked about that many times, right? Like, I want a movie where it's so immersive that you can literally put on a VR helmet and go somewhere else, yeah, and see what's happening while that's happening. I'm like, I don't want to see what's happening there. I want to go down the street to the restaurant and see what's happening there. While Indeed that's time. happening, Microsoft Dave is ready for Ready Player One. Really cool videos. That's exactly right. Snow, uh, snow crash. All right, so that is you know four content providers, three different sports that offer uh, streaming options, a low cost uh, cable replacement. Um, so, so, which, so, which ones would you take if you were if you were cutting the cord today in your your house? If I was cutting the cord today for good, I would go with um, Netflix. HBO and Sling TV, and I would probably wind up with Amazon Prime anyways. Okay, so I think I would do uh, Netflix 
Hulu, and um, and I would also just get uh, over the air antenna. Right. Totally. Yeah. All of these setups are going to have an over the air antenna for sure. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm doing. I don't even know if I'd go HBO. I think I'd do Netflix and that's Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Sling Blade TV. Sling Blade TV. All of the 80s movies all the time. <laughs> I've got Angelina Jolie's blood in my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's assuming pirating isn't an option. Like, I mean, it's tough. It's we not don't... just. It's not that pirating isn't an option, but but in this circumstance, we don't support, condone, or condemn that. We're only yeah. discussing the options that are actually legal. No, I'm just saying right. what I've heard through the internet. So I've never. I've heard that pirating is a thing. Yeah, I that don't. some people use it to get things. Well, in a lot of cases, like if if you're going out and All trying right. to search for something, it, it might even be harder than it is just to subscribe to something. You know. Uh, the, I'm all for like supporting good content. If there's good content, even like the free games PlayStation gives me, like Rocket Week, I got it for free. I've had a good time. I buy, I buy. <laughs> How is that game? That so game looks so oh, crazy. Who doesn't League, enjoy playing Rocket soccer League with cars? Is a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. Why wouldn't you like that? I saw somebody wanted the, so, the know, new Rocket a... League adaptation of baseball because baseball's starting, and their their response was, "No, baseball sucks." Was it? I'm not sure I can. That was Rocket League's response. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, European-based company, maybe. Yeah, whatever. All right, so a um, little bit more time left. Let's talk about the the hardware that you need for this. So obviously, the networks and the content is most of the uh, thing that you're going to worry about. However, um, you do need a way to watch it all. So unless you're like the person who sits and watches everything on their tablet. Uh, then you need something to connect to your television, right? So you can get a Roku. It's $130 for the new Roku 4, the fourth generation of Roku. Um, I've used the Roku 3 a bunch, and I really liked it. Um, I imagine that the Roku 4 is just that, but better. Um, so Roku doesn't generate any of its content any that, that it uh, displays. However, they kind of aggregate tons of different available free channels, they call them. Um in addition to supplying you with applications to log into all of the pay networks that you use, like HBO and uh, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. I think, in my experience, they've been the best, like, most accessible network to every other channel and possibility because they're not related to any of them. So they don't have, like, feuds with people. They're, they're able to have HBO now and HBO Go, and they're also able to give you Netflix, and they're able to and give you ESPN Hulu. ESPN and stuff like that. So it, it's a really cool platform, yeah. And and uh, if I was to recommend something, I would probably recommend buying uh, last year's Roku 3 rather than the Roku 4, because I think the only thing that the, the new Roku 4 adds is uh, is sort of this different kind of sleek look and uh, some kind of voice controls. There isn't a whole lot in terms of the hardware that's upgraded, that's for sure. I, you know, I'm totally behind you and just go with a Roku 3. Voice controls are great, though. I do like them. Do you talk to your TV a lot? Now that I have Comcast. I only do it during football season, but I I yell at the TV. I don't talk to it. (laughs) No, everything. Like, if I want to watch HBO, I just say... Watch HBO. No, I think it's watch really football. good too. Yeah, watch I White Sox. I don't, I don't have to like surf around. Is it Comcast? How about those White Sox? Let's go. No, but the cool stuff right now. I wish I wasn't blacked out, or I'd have it on my phone. <laughs> That's okay. 
we pay for that shit, so it'll be on the TV out there. What the cool stuff is when you can you can ask uh, when you can ask Comcast with your remote, like show me other movies with Bruce Willis in it, and it'll just show you, and they're all available and it's on demand. It's something that you can't do really on. Uh, Voice commands do bring a whole new kind of spectrum of how to sort through media. How to find stuff. And that's, I mean, you know, that's one of the things that I've actually liked a lot about the new uh, X1 system from Xfinity. Yeah, and you can find it a lot of different ways. They've just, they've finally done a good job of actually becoming, uh, you know, a, a somewhat respectable Making user interface. Making it worth interface. the money to, in a way. Well, it but depends, it's a depends lot on your of deal. money still. It depends on your it deal. Depends on, it really does. Yeah. When we when I have you like renegotiating the deal for us every year, then it works for me because <laughs> I'm no good at that shit. That's what a lot of people have the problem with is that they just sign up for it and then five years later they're paying three times as much money and they don't have any way of like getting out of it. Like aside from just canceling it and signing up for something new. What was it, California, that just passed the legislation where it's like the one click cancel? One-click cancel? Or something like that. It was a legislation that it's just It's the opposite passed. of the you got to make it easy to cancel things. Opposite of the Amazon one-button order? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So you, you're not obligated to call and sit through Comcast's You don't groups. have to get transferred to, to customer retention. You're able to cancel easily online. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know more than most like exactly how it works to go through that whole system and retention and multiple offers and... And how much the people that are working uh, on that side of things have to kind of adhere to those guidelines, even if they think that they should, you know, otherwise uh, give you some slack or give you a good deal. They can't. They can't because they want their job. Yep. You know, and it's more important to them to have a job than it is for you to have $10 off your cable service. (laughs) And let's be honest, it's truth. That's all truth. Like, it, it actually is more important for that person to have their job. True. Now, granted, they might be better working somewhere else uh, than that particular <laughs> They can serve company. society in a different capacity. But yeah, there's always a way to to cut down on the bill, but so many people are always going to be complacent, and they're going to allow the cable companies to uh, continue to rack up, 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 and up the uh, the fees associated with their accounts. The, the bills get confusing too, right? So there's scenarios that you can come up with where, oh, you want to cancel that? Well, then your bill is going to be $2 higher. Because then you're no longer going to be under this bundle. You'll be under this bundle, and it's more money. And like you run into headaches like that, and it's like, why do I even try to change things? Because they're just going to change it on me. So here it is. I found it on Gizmodo. Uh, a proposed California law would let you click, uh, would let you com- uh, cancel Comcast with one click, and it's AB two eight six seven allows Californians to conveniently unsubscribe from a service <laughs> with a simple click of the mouse. And it's quoted, it just makes sense that if you are able to sign up for a service online with a click, you should be also able to cancel it the same way. I think that that's good common sense legislating. And I'm okay with it. (laughs) That that sounds like rhetoric over there. I don't know what's happening. California often leads the country in making up like stuff like that, that then gets adopted everywhere. The T-Mobile of the U.S. Like Pandora. So during my 18-hour road trip from, uh, from Florida... Signed up for Pandora 1, got back, unsubscribed. It was super simple all through the app. I was had my free trial, 18 hours, no ads. Yeah, well. And uh, you know what? I'm actually going to get Pandora because I appreciate Pandora. I liked Pandora when I, I had it for a year. Yeah. Um, I'm a Spotify fan now. But I, I couldn't get it. And yes, I mean, I've messed with Dave's Spotify. And holy I just cow. have everything from everyone, and I can make playlists. I can use them offline. It's fantastic. It's really cool. 
But um, uh, Pandora's cheaper. <laughs> I just use a private music server. I'm spoiled. Um, and also not able to listen to music not on the server. True. Well, I can, you know, <laughs> go elsewhere too. I you understand? But what yes, I'm, I'm limited to what's there. So it, it, it's a it's a very it's a closed uh, fun system. thing. Right. It's a closed system. Yeah. Okay. So Amazon Fire. Dave, you mentioned the Fire earlier. They have the Fire TV for 85. The Fire Stick for 40. It's a set top box or a little essentially like a USB like a thumb drive almost. Uh, that was you plug that, into the TV. Was that with Gary Busey? That's was right. Gary Busey yeah. totally did that. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I was thinking it was Donald Trump, but it was Gary Busey. It was Gary Busey. <laughs> it was Gary Busey. <laughs> potato, um, potato, right? <laughs> it, it, it comes. It comes with a little remote too, and it goes in the HDMI port, so it's not. It's not too shabby. Uh, so Fire is kind of known as the best in terms of uh, being the most powerful uh, in terms of hardware. Um, so they have a, a decent sized storage on there where you can. Download and install some games. Um, the Fire Stick is most of the same capabilities. It is toned down a little bit from the Amazon Fire TV. Um, well, the TV doesn't have a whole lot of sales. It's the stick that gets all the sales because it only costs like $35. And it's Yeah, and it's much smaller and easier to use. Right. So the Chromecast uh, is something that you've got, Dave. Uh, you've actually had a couple of them. I have two of them. You know, they're very small. So don't leave them behind when you bring them places. It's easy to forget. Well, I have done that before, yeah. <laughs> So the Chromecast is $35. There's a base model. There's also an audio model that's just for music instead of this. So Chromecast is different than the previous two devices. Hooks up speakers, right. Those two devices, and hopefully you can clarify this for me when I start butchering it. But those, the previous two devices, they run all of the software that's on it. Uh, they control everything. You interact with the device in order to pick what you want. With a Chromecast, aside from a few of the apps, which then will make it feel like you're interacting with the device... Um, you essentially have an Android device or a, a computer, and you stream the screen uh, to the Chromecast, which then puts it on your television. No, it's actually a little different, so I will clarify. So the Chromecast has a processor inside of it, and uh, it is able to run all of those things itself. So you can, you can, like for example, stream a tab to the Chromecast device, right? But... If you are using a laptop or using an Android device or using an Android tablet or whatever, and you're on Netflix or Hulu or any supported Chromecast uh, um, app like that, when you stream, it doesn't take up any battery life or processor time in your device. It it streams, it, it has a signal that goes to the Chromecast, and then the processor in the Chromecast processes all of that and does it by itself. So all you're really doing from your phone is sending the Chromecast a command. Yep, so if you're on Netflix, for example, you can stream something and you can turn your phone off. That's fantastic. Yeah. I really like that. Um, so they do have mobile apps that are Google Cast enabled, so you can do all that. HBO, Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, YouTube. But let me just mention that you can't, there's not like a, an external remote for that. The, the the device has to be controlled by your device. Right. So, so if you want to stop it, you want to raise or lower the volume. You have to use the phone or the tablet or the laptop. Correct. Whatever you're using to interact with it. So a little different setup, but yeah. um, very flexible and uh, very cheap, very you know low footprint. Yeah. And I do use it a lot when I go to hotels uh, or, or someone else's house to just bring with me. And if they don't have cable or they don't have Netflix or it doesn't really matter, I just plug it into their TV and watch whatever I want to. Yep. Uh, so there's also the Apple TV. Apple TV is the one thing out of these that I haven't really seen used at all. Um, it seems kind of pricey. Uh, it's 
$150 for a 32 gigabyte version, 200 for a 64 gigabyte version. Well, it's Apple, man. It's about uh, $25 to about, $50 dollars more yeah, expensive than everything It's about else. being Apple. If you have all Apple things, it will play very nicely with all of your Apple stuff. Uh, Apple was the first network to introduce the HBO Now. They had an exclusivity contract with them for a little while. Thankfully, that period's over. You don't have to have an Apple TV to have HBO Now anymore. It, it is, as you can imagine, a very fluid and nice-looking and aesthetic experience. Sure. And um, I don't know. I'm not really an Apple guy, so I'd pass on the Apple TV, I think. But it, it, I don't know. I don't really see a point to having it if you don't have an iPad and an iPhone and an iMac or a MacBook or whatever. <laughs> yes, because people have iMacs. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we have a mini. Yeah, I... I... I think you may be a little against Apple still for some reason from our old days. I've know. always, you know, been a little. But regardless... I like the Mac Mini. It's a home theater PC. Like, Look at that transition. Apple TV is terrific in its own ecosystem. As, uh, you know, for example, Google TV came out for a little while. Um, and it's still usable, but, you know, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't progressed as much. Because Google, they went and said, I don't think this is actually going to work for us. Those people like Roku and uh, you know and Fire and Amazon, they all have it wrapped up. So we're just going to kind of slowly exit the arena. I, I feel like Apple has for years and years wanted to make a television itself that had Apple TV. The actual television and then everything was built, built in. in. And that would make it so you wouldn't... Well, they want to make a car too, apparently, so why not? No, that was, <laughs> that's, been, that's been discontinued, that, uh, that project. Well, good for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate the stuff that Apple does because they do it uh, smoothly and without a whole lot of uh, uh, resistance at a high level. So if you're using um, a device like Amazon Fire or something and you have a, an error come up on the screen and you have no idea what to do or the user controls are not very friendly, that's probably not going to happen to you with an Apple TV. But like you said earlier, we were talking about like Apple having the ability to download all those 99 cent episodes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, then you can do it right on that hard drive. So it's kind of like its own little uh, portable entertainment center. Oh, fantastic. I get it. Um, but, but I'm with you. I, I don't have Apple devices in general. So yeah. I I'm, I'm, guess I'm going to stay away from the device. So if you're a little more savvy, you can always build yourself an HTPC, a home theater PC, plug it into your you know entertainment system. You know what you're doing if you know how to build that sort of thing. Um, the software packages that you may use, XBMC or Plex. I think Plex is the uh, the platform that you were talking about earlier where you can uh, sort of set it up as a streaming. Uh, you stream all of your shows and you have a guide which shows you what's playing and stuff like that. Yeah, and XBMC is now called Kodi, K-O-D-I. Ah, that's right. And Kodi actually has uh, some good DVR stuff. So if you are going to just have an over-the-air television, you can still set up a DVR. Um, now, you, obviously, there's no point in using that on your streaming networks. You would just use it for the broadcast television. This becomes, and I must interject just to say, that it becomes a much more difficult thing to set up. You need to be very tech-savvy. Right. You need to have a lot of knowledge about computers and software. But I think the best solution, if you have the money is probably to set up something like that, which will allow you the fluidity to stream anything. Right. You won't have to worry about places adding apps to their network and stuff like but that. But it's not like a Roku where you can just go to the Roku and select the box and then hit play on your content. It's just, it's not... Well, you can... It's because the, the computer's going to have problems, like the, the it's network's going to have gonna problems. It's not going to be foolproof, right? The software's going to have problems. It's not going to be anywhere near but as... once you have it going with... 
Until you need to configure it again. It'll work for a while. It'll work, you know, you can really, <laughs> I, I've seen some really nice setups where, like, you turn it on and there it is. And you're just, you know, interacting with it with a remote control. I'm with you. Um, so, in summary, I want to know, you guys, what needs to happen for more people to disconnect cable? Is it that there need to be more features available outside of cable? Is it pretty much just cable either needs to keep rising in price or the other stuff needs to be cheaper? Um, is it not easy enough to use yet? For me, it's all of the, the shows that are on all of the cable networks need to to go to those other media streaming places because I still want to watch them. So stuff that's on FX or stuff that's on, you know, whatever cable network. Yeah. If I can't get them some other way, then I'm going to want to have cable. Fair enough. Because if you watch TV, if you're a TV watcher, if you consume media a lot, then you're going to want to watch your shows that you're attracted to and like a lot. And if you can't get them uh, any other way than cable, then you're probably going to be kind of, you know, attached kind of adding on what dave said it's not just the shows you want to watch but it's when you want to watch them so you know if i want to watch game of thrones on monday as opposed to sunday night you're gonna make sure that you have that i need to make sure i have that option because maybe i don't want to wait a week maybe i can only wait a night sure would Maybe be like I can only inconveniencing you a little bit. Four hours. Yeah. You know, I, I want what's convenient. And no, I want to that, be able to start it at eight thirty because it took a little bit longer to cook. Yeah. What whatever sure. it is. <laughs> I want I want that option. So yeah. D V R right now right now with cable is really nice, but they can come to something and the, that in sports. Sports is the biggest thing. I, I mean, think that's yeah. a, that's a that's a sour subject for me. I, I like sports live. Well, Everything like you else said, I can take on the go. Jason, you said you can get you know sports over OTA except for the ones that aren't on that those nights. But the the important thing is the ones that aren't on on those nights. In theory, it's nice, but think about how many times you turn on the Fox. Like here in Chicago, Bears are on at three o'clock. You turn on Fox, and it's just some like jacksonville like texans game and you're like yeah well the time, the you're, like, yeah. you're like what the heck when you're getting a local game and you got an antenna nothing goes up roof, against the local game that's what you're getting <laughs> and nothing uh i don't know look red zone channel is personally the reason why i'll keep cable but if red zone channel was available outside of cable I would give serious consideration to get. Well, you said Verizon. Oh yeah, if it was up to switch your phone to Verizon, then yeah, there are a few things I won't do in this process. (laughs) And then you can watch Red Zone on your phone. Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, I put it out there because it's literally the only way to do it, other than just. No, I didn't know that. I, like I appreciate yeah. the information. It's going to get better. I mean, soon enough, you'll be able to stream up your phone to the TV 1080. Just a matter of time. Yeah. Just not right now. <laughs> well, what about you, Jason? So what, what do you think? Um, I think that it's not easy enough for people yet. I think a lot of people uh, don't understand uh, the ease of use of like a Roku or something. But once you get those devices in, then it's it's a piece of cake. I set up a Roku for my fa- for my parents. You know, let's let's make a point to point out that they're old people and that they weren't gonna just have a home theater. PC I think that's or what we're talking easily. about here mainly, right? Is that it's just like the older generations than us, which constitutes the majority of America. Yeah, they are the ones that have to get used to the fact that they're not surfing through t- television shows. Sure, and our generation too. I think our generation knows that 
they're both out there, but I still think that we're not, you know, it's not second nature for us to just go and pick everything. So you said you set it up for them and it, it works out great now? It does. It works really well. Um, you know, they have access to all kinds of uh, stuff through the Roku, so it's very robust. Um, but it actually got my dad to go from regular Hulu to no commercial Hulu because they use it so often now. And they are the people who have never paid for cable in their life. And they're willing to pay for something that's uh, cheaper but provides immediate benefits. But my argument's yeah. going to be here that they don't have like the religious following the certain shows and the appeal to certain shows that are only available on select networks. So the they biggest do. the biggest inconvenience for me is Hulu is not going to have everything I have. Roku is not going to have everything I Look, have. Look, we mentioned Netflix earlier that like, a... sometimes people share accounts. Like, <laughs> I use my parents' Netflix password, and, and you know, I return the favor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of stuff. Like, they have ESPN and HBO, and uh, they have, you know, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Like, they have everything right now on the Roku. So the Roku is incredibly robust with a setup like that. You know, I, it's not the cheapest way to go, um, and maybe someone younger than you needs to set it up for you. But at the same time, you know, once you've got that going, I really think that that's maybe the biggest hurdle right now. You know, it's easy for people to come up with another five dollars. It's hard for people to learn something new. Yeah, I think that's true. So, so if we're talking about like the age of of uh, cutting the cord for good and and everybody going to some alternate media than these old uh, big network and cable companies, then the time is still not here. Even though every couple of years they keep saying it is the age, it is a time, it is it is now. I think you know it's still going to be a couple more years because um, it what what they've done with the networks with Comcast, for example, is now. Uh, approaching, you know, the same kind of friendly UI that like the Roku or, or Netflix has, uh, with more of a varied and, and bigger on-demand catalog. So we're seeing what we want to see, right? The the giant streaming, uh, I'm sorry, the, the giant uh, cable companies uh, have spread their their reach too far, which has allowed the streaming media companies to come in. And take a whole bunch of their customers, which makes it a competitive market again, which makes the price and the features, price go down, features go up. And yes, uh, that's, absolutely. that's better for everyone and every, well, you know. One of those is true. Features, features go up. Price also go up. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's all I've noticed is that price usually has been going up a lot, but the features that they've been adding are so good. Well, what I'm saying is the price the price would go up for the streaming media, but they would go down for the old establishment because they have to like you know they have to compete. I with... think they'd be smart to lower the price just a little bit to try to attract people. I don't think they're going to. Well, I... and I don't. The, the data shows that they've gone up 39 percent since 2010. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't need to. <laughs> just watch South Park and find out. <laughs> Everything you need to know about Every, the cable companies. Everyone complains about them. But, you know, just... <laughs> they can't get enough of it. Yeah. So what have we learned today? <laughs> We've learned ways to save money. Um, if you go to our website, uh, I'm going to post an article that has um, all this stuff detailed and how you need to uh, set it up and what you need to do and um, what the best options are. But have a few different, um, you know packages that you can bundle up for yourself. All of them save a significant amount of money. So that is the good part. If you're willing to put in the work, you can save the money. 
Okay. You know, spend it elsewhere. Spend it on some really good beers. Enter another fantasy football league. Do something like that. Um, <laughs> give, but, me, give me your money in fantasy football, yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I think that we've learned that um, a lot of people like to share their passwords. And that may be the way that uh, you can, um, you know, do this really on the cheap. Maybe you buy Netflix and your buddy buys Hulu. And until Netflix and Hulu tell you guys to stop doing that, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You heard it here first, guys. He's not going to tell you not to do it. That's right. That's a that's a huge vote of something. Vote of double negative. <laughs> so, um, you know, in summary, I don't know. Cutting the cord, it's it's becoming popular. Twenty five percent of people don't use cable or satellite television, uh, which means an astounding seventy five percent of Americans pay a monthly pay bill to the cable company or the satellite TV company, which means they're not going anywhere. And, and I think the even funnier thing is that a lot of people not only continue to have their cable service for whatever reason, uh, but they also, on top of that, subscribe to multiple streaming media stations. So they're not cutting anything. They're adding to their They're bill. adding to it. You're probably right. And as many people cut the cable, more of them have a cable and. Cable and. Cable and. Cable and. And that's why cable doesn't care. And that's why people like X1 or Xfinity, Comcast, uh, you know, Dish, whoever, is not necessarily going to lower their costs because they know that not only will they subscribe. They don't view it as a competitor. Not only will they subscribe to them, but they'll also add on. Cable and. Cable and. Cable and. (laughs) All right. So that's an interesting way to end the show. Um, Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Thank you for. being on the show thank you for uh talking tv with me of course um, dave you want to tell people where they can find us well yes jason so for anyone interested you can find the drink five retro spectacle podcast you can find the drink five retro spectacle podcast on all sorts of networks including facebook at drink five network you can find it on twitter at drink five you can find us on Stitcher or on iTunes at Drink5Network. And uh, if you want to email us individually, it's Jason at Drink5.com or Dave at Drink5.com. Please send us your ideas, your thoughts, your questions. Your Please don't send us your prayers. That's not a good idea. Um, and we will see you next time on the Drink5 Network. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Law one. Oh, wow.